The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica with your usual program educating the general public on issues, questions and also concerns and all that you need to know about the religion of Islam. I am your host Imam Ibrahim Fawson. This program is brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and for the knowledge of the new listeners the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations within Islam which believes in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian. Of course, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community believes in all the fundamental teachings of Islam and when we say we believe in the advent of the reformer of the age that does not substitute the belief in the holy founder of Islam Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is spread across over 200 countries and is widely known as a peace loving religious community which rejects any form of violence against God's creation our motto has always been love for all and hatred for none. In the course of today's program, you can join us by way of WhatsApp to add your voice and the number to do so is 876-283-9533. In case you meet us halfway and you would want to also listen to the full episode, you can visit our official Facebook page and that is Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat Jamaica and you're going to have access to this and also previous episodes available. Today on the program we are looking at the concept of forgiveness in Islam. This is among the questions we come across almost on daily basis that people would want to know what constitutes forgiveness in Islam. We are are made to understand from the other religions particularly since we are in a christian uh, dominant country people would want to know this given the fact that in christianity a vast majority of christians believe that forgiveness or salvation can only be hinged on the acceptance in the blood of jesus christ may peace be upon him this reference usually is taken from the incident in the Garden of Eden that has to do with the eating of the forbidden fruit. When you read from Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 to 25 and also chapter 3 verse 14 to 16, it talks about certain instructions that God gave to human beings to fulfill. Failure to do so, it is believed that sin became inherent even in our core and our DNA so to say and in order to have forgiveness of our sins it is generally believed by most Christians that you can only do so by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior so to have your sins forgiven 
Today, Imam Tariq Azim is going to join me to discuss the Islamic concept of forgiveness and how sins can be forgiven. Do Muslims require the blood of anyone in order to have our sins forgiven? Do our conducts have to also play a part, a role in having our sins forgiven? So as I said, Imam Tariq Azim joins me and um, let me welcome Imam Tariq Azim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of God Almighty be upon you and all the listeners. As I have stated, we are looking at forgiveness, the concept of forgiveness. And given the, the fact that we live in a predominant Christian country, um, some of these questions become so relevant that people would want to know what alternative does Islam offer when, as human beings, of course, we commit sins, either intentionally or unintentionally. But once that has been done, what does Islam offer and what does Islam teach about forgiveness? Yes, according to Islam, uh, in our scriptures, that is the Holy Quran, the sayings of the Holy Prophet, uh, Prophet Muhammad, blessings of God be upon him, the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, as well as uh, you know uh, other saints and um, you know scholars of Islam, they have written extensively about this, and we find that in Islam concept of forgiveness is very vast or i should say forgiveness from god almighty it's it's a you know very open and easy to attain if one is sincere yeah everyone in islam can be forgiven regardless of how sinful a life one may have lived how many crimes how many sins one might have committed but if that person goes to the threshold of god almighty goes to the door of uh, God Almighty, and seeks forgiveness with a sincere heart, God Almighty will forgive his sins. If one is sincere in his uh, repentance, in his seeking of forgiveness, and he commits that he will not return to that state of sinfulness that he was in before, he will be forgiven. So it's possible that one might make this commitment and still falter uh, some weeks, some months, some years down the road, and if it was, you know, but at the moment when he was seeking forgiveness, he was sincere, then his past sins will be forgiven. So if he does return to that state of sinfulness again, and again, he, he has that remorse in his heart and he's actually sincere. You know, uh, we, we all make mistakes, even sometimes when we don't want to, with, you know, like we don't intend on doing so. Yeah. But some, uh, because of our weak human nature, we sometimes fail to uh, hold fast to our commitments. So in those situations, if we are sincere, God Almighty does forgive. And uh, there are countless references in the Holy Quran that speak to this. Uh, we as Muslims do not believe that punishment must be given if a sin or a mistake has been committed. Because God Almighty, we do not just believe him to be a judge that, oh, someone has committed a mistake or committed a sin. Now this is the punishment for this crime and it must be given. No, we believe that while God is, uh, you know, just, he, he, you know, he judges between people, but at the same time, God is merciful. God is forgiving. He can forgive without punishment as well, if he sees sincerity in the, in the person who is, who's seeking forgiveness. Okay. I mean, just take a look at, look at humans, right? We, 
we have been created in the image of God Almighty, right? And yeah. don't we don't we forgive the mistakes of others sometimes? Our children commit mistakes, right? Our children, uh, we might ask our child to to uh, you know not spill something water on the uh, on the floor or don't throw food away or they might do it. And we you know because we know that they're still children and they have long to learn, so we might forgive them instead of uh, reprimanding them or punishing them. Similarly, I mean, if you're walking on the street. Um, if I bump into somebody or somebody bumps into me, I, I'm not going to say, oh, the justice must be served now and therefore I'm going to seek my revenge for what you have done. No, we, if it was done in, in, unintentionally, we, you know, uh, we let it go. If the person apologizes, uh, we, we ignore it and we move on. This is forgiveness. So if I have the capacity to forgive, you have the capacity to forgive, all of us have that capacity to forgive then why or how can we limit God Almighty, who is, who is the, the, you know, the fountainhead of all these good, uh, good qualities? You know, we, we have gotten this ability to forgive others from God Almighty. Okay. Then why would God Almighty say that, no, we ha- I have to punish someone because of this or that sin that they have committed in their life? No. If somebody is repentant, if somebody seeks forgiveness with a sincere heart, that person will be forgiven. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we're living in a predominantly Christian uh, country. Uh, many Christians, I wouldn't say all, but many believe that Jesus died. Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. He died for their sins, people's sins. But Islam and nearly all religions, including Islam, as I said, reject this notion, reject this idea that somebody else can die for the sins of another person. In the Holy Quran, chapter 35, verse 19, Allah the Almighty, God Almighty says, La taziru vizra ukhra. The complete translation of this verse is, I have just read a portion, a soul shall not bear the burden of another soul. And if a sin burdened soul cries for help with its burden, none of it shall be carried even by a close relative. Each person is responsible for his own sins. And those sins cannot be forgiven just because somebody else bore your punishment. If I, if you, if all of us, each, each individual seeks forgiveness for himself, Allah the Almighty, God Almighty, if he sees that there is repentance, there, uh, there's sincerity in that repentance, God Almighty will forgive that person. If we say that, you know, uh, God has to inflict punishment, on someone, either on the person who has committed the crime or another person for the crime that I have committed, for example, we're not just making God um, a cruel, merciless God, but we are limiting his powers and his attributes. We're limiting his forgiveness. We are saying that he cannot forgive. He has to punish, right? We're taking one of his core attributes away, his mercy, his forgiveness away from him. And we're saying that, no, he, he must punish. He has no choice but to punish in in that situation. So Islam teaches us that God Almighty is forgiving, he is merciful, and he can forgive. And he certainly forgives if one seeks repentance with a sincere heart. As I said, and you also stated in, you know, your delivery that we are in a predominantly Christian society and um, we come across people who 
would want to condemn you even before they hear from you and uh, they do so because they overly believe in the the blood of jesus christ however when we explain matters to them they talk about the concept of turning the right cheek for the other one that is you know absolute forgiveness as people would say that if somebody hurts you uh, if he slaps on your right turn the left for him to also slap it however we don't see any christian country or any individual practicing this which seems that it is not applicable and that stems from the earlier teaching which is found in the book of leviticus where god the almighty had given some uh, teachings of uh, revenge to the children of israel uh, which has to do with eye for an eye and you know tooth for tooth nose for nose that when somebody slaps you you also slap him back in the same manner as it was done islam gives a middle um, approach islam does not say when a person slaps you automatically you have to slap him back islam does not also say that when a person slaps you automatically you have to forgive the person but then the holy quran talks about a condition which is if the forgiveness is going to resort to um, reformation then of course you have to forgive but if forgiveness is going to um you know let the person be excessive in that mistake he's doing against you then that person deserves punishment Imam Tariq, is it not what we see in even in our judicial system where when a person commits you know a theft or robbery the person is not on the spot beaten or killed however the person is sent to the court system as to what why he did what he is alleged to have done is it not what islam teaches Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, you quoted the verse of the Holy Quran. This is from chapter 42, verse 41. Uh, God Almighty says, And the recompense of an injury is an, is an injury the like thereof. But whoso forgives and his act brings about reformation, his reward is with Allah the Almighty. Surely he, Allah, loves not the wrongdoers. So here, that same concept that you are referring to is okay. mentioned that in our judicial system here uh, and in many other countries as well, we, when, when a person uh, who has committed a crime goes to the court and uh, he is repentant for what he has done, sometimes leniency is shown towards the sentence that he has given, right? If it's a small yeah. crime, it is possible that he might be um, you know, let off the hook. He might be given an opportunity uh, immediately and said that in case, if, if something happens, then you will be, you know, uh, if you're caught again doing the same thing that you were doing before, then you will be punished severely. So a lot of times we see in our day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, in our uh, judicial system, in our courts, we see that forgiveness is practiced if there is a chance of reformation. And that is exactly what the Holy Quran teaches us. And we do not find those teachings as, as they are mentioned in the Holy Quran in either the Old Testament or in the New Testament, because in those both those uh, scriptures, um, in a way, uh, opposite teachings are given. In one, it is said that if one commits a crime, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And in the other, it says that if one person commits a crime, you, you know, look away. You let him commit more crimes. You, give, you offer the other cheek. 
But in Islam, the system that we see across, you know, across the globe, pretty much most of the countries of the world, especially even here in Jamaica, it is that if we see a hope of reformation in a person, we forgive that person. But if we see that our forgiveness uh, will uh, you know, move him, push that person towards uh, more crimes, then uh, forgiving at that point becomes uh, harmful. And this is the teaching of Islam as well. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim. Do you have more Quranic verses to support what you have stated so far? Yes, uh, the Holy Quran is filled with verses, you know, related to forgiveness. God Almighty, um, you know, has taught us about his attributes, his qualities uh, in the Holy Quran, at, you know, to a great extent. And when we look at the topic of forgiveness or the attribute of forgiveness, it has been mentioned in regards to God Almighty more than a hundred times in the Holy Quran. I am not even yet talking about other related attributes such as merciful, such as loving, such as, you know, uh, compassionate. All those uh, words are other, uh, you know, beside this, the word forgiving or forgiver, God as a forgiver has been presented more than hundred times in the Holy Quran. Okay. And this goes to show, this gives us hope that yes, as humans, we are weak. We tend to make mistakes, but because God Almighty is forgiving, whenever we turn to him, he will forgive our sins if we are sincere in our repentance. There is uh, this verse in the Holy Quran, chapter 4, verse uh, 111. Allah the Almighty says, Whoso does some evil or wrongs his soul in any way and then asks forgiveness of Allah with remorse, he will find Allah most forgiving, ever merciful. So, Allah the Almighty here is giving us this message that if you have done some mistake, if you have uh, wronged your soul in any way, if you have, you know, uh, committed a sin, yeah. but if you ask uh, forgiveness from Allah the Almighty with remorse, you know, with, with, you have this feeling in your heart that is hurting you, that why did I do such and such, right? If, if we have that remorse, then we will certainly find Allah forgiving and merciful. So this is the message given in the Holy Quran in one of the places. In another place, this is chapter 2, verse 222, Allah says, It means Allah, God Almighty, calls to heaven and to forgiveness by his command. Allah the Almighty wants us to go towards forgiveness. Allah knows that we are weak and we are committing sins in our life intentionally or unintentionally. And Allah is calling us, asking us that come to me seeking forgiveness and I will forgive you because I am a forgiver. God Almighty keeps reminding us that I am one who forgives. I love to forgive. So come to me and you will find me forgiving. Then in another verse of the Holy Quran, this is chapter 2, verse 269, uh, Allah the Almighty says, here Allah says that Allah promises you forgiveness from himself and bounty. Okay. So here Allah in this verse before this, Allah the Almighty is talking about Satan, that Satan is always inciting you to do wrong things. He's always scaring you from different things. Whereas Allah the Almighty is promising you that he will forgive you and he will bless you. He will 
you know, give you bounty. He will give you um, uh, success in this world as well as well as in the hereafter by by granting forgiveness to you, you know, for your actions. So this is the message repeated throughout the Holy Quran. Um, I know, I mean, there are many, many verses, countless verses on this topic that can be presented. As I said, uh, this this topic or this attribute of God Almighty, uh, Ghafur, which is forgiveness or forgiving, has been mentioned more than a hundred times in the Holy Quran. So, I mean, of course, I'm not going to go through all those verses, but I will present one last verse, and which I find to be, you know, filled with hope. And any person, whatever they might have done in their lives, uh, if they turn to, uh, if they hear this verse, there is hope and uh, you know, uh, life for them in this verse. Allah the Almighty says, this is from chapter 39, verse 54. Allah says, say, O my servants who have committed excesses against their own souls, despair not of the mercy of Allah. Surely Allah forgives all sins. Verily, he is most forgiving, merciful. So this is the message God Almighty has given here that regardless of what you might have done in your life, how poorly you might have you know, lived your life, how many sins you might have committed in your life, but you should not lose hope of the mercy of Allah. However big your sins are, however grievous and great your sins are, the mercy of Allah is greater than, than whatever you have committed. So if you turn to Allah, the Almighty, with a sincere with an open, with a repentant heart, with a remorseful heart, you know, you will surely find Allah the Almighty forgiving and he will forgive all our sins. And as I said before, there are countless verses in the Holy Quran where we are reminded of the forgiveness of Allah the Almighty and his mercy. And, you know, when we read the Holy Quran, we find it filled with hope for believers in God Almighty. You know, as Muslims, we always define islam as a, a religion that upholds universal values and even the religion itself satisfies the universality of the existence of mankind if we look at the two teachings that we you know stated the eye for an eye which is contained in leviticus chapter 24 verse 19 up to 21 Yes, the Holy Quran admits that it was a very, you know, genuine command which Allah the Almighty gave to the children of Israel. But then it was for a specific time and to also satisfy a specific condition. It is not possible, as you stated, to practically adopt that teaching in our modern day, you know, time that a person commits crime. And you just have to do exactly as it is done. And if I should read exactly what the verse says, and I believe most of our listeners are, are conversant with it, it, it goes like, And a man who injures his countryman, as he has done, so it shall be done to him. Namely, fracture for a fracture, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and um, it goes on and on. So there isn't any space for forgiveness. As soon as the person does it against you, you do it against them. And unfortunately, it was so practiced that it became almost like a sin to forgive 
and this is this is the the most interesting part of it it became almost like a sin to forgive your brother because if you forgive then you are going against this instruction and then Jesus Christ came and wanted to soften their hearts and he gave them this um, message which is in Matthew chapter number 5 verse 38 which also reads that you have heard that it was said eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth but I tell you do not resist an evil person if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek also and that is also something that is unapplicable you cannot apply it and i have not seen any you know christian country or even a church because mostly we see in the news people go to steal from a church their instruments and other things and they come to the media they complain so bitterly if they were to put these teachings into practice they wouldn't have any qualms to complain they would just look for the thief and say you forgot the chairs come and carry all the chairs also from the church unfortunately this is not what we see so basically these two teachings are not practicable they were for specific purpose and for specific reformation of certain groups but then islam being a un universal religion takes care of all circumstances and gives the condition of reformation as the means of forgiveness you have more Quranic verses because as Muslims as we say everything we say we want to have sources from the Holy Quran which is the book of our spiritual guidance as I mentioned I mean in the Holy Quran this topic is mentioned repeatedly and uh, there are countless verses and I mentioned that while I was looking to select verses I found more than 100 verses on this okay. subject and they expound on different things but for you know for our listeners I thought that these verses she should be sufficient idea, okay uh, that what kind of uh, hope is given to those who might have committed sins in their lives they don't you know believing in somebody else dying for their sins is not going to benefit them but if they are repentant themselves if they turn to God Almighty then their sins can be forgiven and that is the message repeated throughout the Holy Quran. Okay, let's look at the holy sayings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Of course, as Muslims, that is also one of the sources of guidance. After we give credence to the Holy Quran, the next book that we turn to is what we call the Ahadith. Ahadith being the compilation of the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Um, can you share with us some advice that he's given in this direction? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the founder of Islam, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He has, uh, you know, uh, elaborated on the topic of forgiveness in many places. And there are uh, many uh, things that I could share, but I've selected a few that will give our listeners an idea that uh, what is the concept of forgiveness in Islam? Um, it is narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, God Almighty says, O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky, and you then asked forgiveness from me, I would forgive you. So here, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, is explaining sorry, sorry. the forgiveness or the mercy of Allah the Almighty, that how forgiving and merciful he is. Allah is saying that even if someone's Sins were to, you know, amount so high that they were reaching the clouds, meaning that high pile of crimes and sins. 
Allah will still forgive that person. Again, the condition is that the person asks for forgiveness and he was repentant and remorseful and he planned to change the way he lived his life. Allah would forgive him. Another narration of the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says that um, whoever repents before the death rattle reaches his throat, Allah will accept it from him. So death rattle, like when somebody is about to pass away, okay. there is a sound that comes from the throat sometimes when the person is speaking. Uh, you can sense it in his voice as well, that how the voice might be breaking for that person. It is the last few seconds of that person that, that you know, is leaving this earth, basically is passing away. Uh, up till that point, Allah the Almighty is willing to accept, for, you know, is willing to forgive a person. But if in that last few seconds, even if you were to ask for forgiveness, now because there is no opportunity for him to change his life and live according to that, in that situation, God Almighty might not forgive. But other than that, if he were to seek forgiveness anytime during his life and plan to live his life you know, um, uh, in a good manner, and then even if he died a few hours later or the next day, God Almighty will still forgive him and judge him based on that forgiveness that he had attained. So this is uh, the message given here. But again, one should not joke around with this thing and think that, okay, I can seek forgiveness in that very last minute when I'm about to pass away. No one knows, none of us know when that moment will come upon us, when, you know, when we will be summoned to God Almighty. So forgiveness, it should be such that we should do it during our, you know, regularly, and we should try to make positive changes in ourselves. And if we are sincere, as I've been repeating it throughout, if we are sincere in seeking forgiveness and changing ourselves, then certainly Allah will forgive us. The Prophet, peace be upon him, has narrated <clears throat> an incident. Actually, he has narrated many incidents, but I'm just going to share one uh, with, uh, with the listeners due to, uh, you know, constraint of time. It is narrated that um, a prostitute had once been forgiven. There was a do dog moving around a well whom thirst would have killed. Suddenly, a prostitute from the prostitute of Bani Israel happened to see it and she drew water in her shoe and made it drink. And she was pardoned because of this. So in this small narration, Prophet peace be upon him gave an example of uh, the followers of Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, a, a, a sinful lady, a prostitute, which had committed many you know, uh, sins and adultery throughout her life. But when she saw that there was this dog that was dying because of thirst, it was going around the well, trying to see that if anybody could get, fetch him some water or he could find a way, the dog could find a way to fetch some water, you know, so that he could survive or else he was on the brink of death. This prostitute, you know, she is overcome with mercy or kindness for that dog. And just for the sake of that dog, she takes off her shoe and puts it into the well and gets some water out for that dog. Because of this action of her, because of this action alone, God Almighty, who is forgiving and merciful, it is mentioned that he, God Almighty, forgave her. All the sins that she had committed in her life were forgiven by God Almighty because of this good action. So any action even that is done out of sincerity for the love of God, for the sake of God, can bring about uh, you know, great uh, achievement in the sense of forgiveness. 
Okay. So this is another example. Other than this, how we can attain forgiveness, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. Forgive others and Allah will forgive you. So okay. if we want to attain forgiveness, yes, sincerity needs to be there when attaining forgiveness, seeking forgiveness. But if we practice forgiveness throughout our lives, if we forgive others, then Allah the Almighty will forgive us as well. Then there's another narration, Prophet peace be upon him said. No mercy will be shown to those who show no mercy. So again, same message that if you are not merciful to others, then don't expect God to be merciful to you. If you are seeking forgiveness from God Almighty, you want Allah to forgive you. You want God Almighty to forgive you. Then you must also be forgiving to other people as well. Okay, let's let's look at um, for seeking forgiveness for a uh, a third party basically another person can is it possible that a person can seek forgiveness or can ask forgiveness from Allah the Almighty from God the Almighty for another person either alive or dead yes we we can seek forgiveness for other individuals as well other people as well particularly deceased because when someone passes away uh, their actions have now come to an end. Okay. So on their behalf, other people can seek forgiveness. We, you know, when someone passes away and their funeral takes place, we have a funeral prayer in which we pray that, oh, Allah, the Almighty, forgive the person who has passed away, right? Yeah. We, we seek forgiveness for other people in that case. Uh, even if someone is alive, we can seek forgiveness from, for them. Uh, there is a prayer taught in the Holy Quran uh, for the sake of parents. And this can be done for parents that are alive, for someone's parents that are alive, or even for someone whose parents have passed away. And the prayer is, Rabbir hamhuma kama rabbayani sabira. Oh Allah, have mercy on my uh, parents the way they showed mercy towards me when I was small. So uh, we can always pray for mercy and forgiveness for the people that are alive and that have passed away. But we have to keep in mind that if we are seeking forgiveness for some person who, who, who is committing a lot of crimes, who is committing a lot of sins, he's every day he's going about disobeying the teachings of God Almighty. He's going around hurting people, stealing from people, robbing people, and doing other you know, uh, wrongful things. If you're seeking forgiveness for that person, I think before we seek forgiveness for that person, we should pray for reformation of that person. We should pray that this person becomes reformed, becomes, uh, uh, you know, realizes his mistakes and changes the way he is living his life. Because if, we, if I pray for his forgiveness and he has no remorse and he is going about his life, he or she is going about, you know, their life the way they have been in the past, there's no change, then me seeking forgiveness on their behalf serves no purpose. So yes, I can pray that Allah the Almighty reforms them and forgives all their past sins. But if that person does not bring about the change and reformation in themselves, that forgiveness would not have any meaning, would not have any purpose. So for this reason, yes, we can pray for a third party. But before we do uh, you know, simply pray for their forgiveness, we should pray for their reformation as well. Or if we see reformation in somebody, that someone is trying to become a better individual and we pray for them that oh Allah this person oh God Almighty this person you know he whatever he might have done in the past but whenever I see him now 
He is always uh, trying to live a very pure, righteous, and spiritual life. So please forgive him, have mercy on him, and forgive all his past sins. That is something that is that is right to do so. And because that person is also exhibiting or practicing that uh, that remorse and is living a better life or is trying to live a better life. Thank you very much. And also, I think there is a, a hadith, basically, which constitutes a prayer that um, is always offered when a person dies during the, the funeral prayer, as you said. There's a prayer that goes like, Oh Allah, forgive our living and our dead. Forgive our the young ones and our elderly. Forgive, you know, um, those who are present and even those who are far off from here. So Islam takes care of all this. But then as you said, when a person is alive and um, you ask for forgiveness for them, uh, they should also make an effort not to repeat whatever they might have done. And um, I have seen instances where sometimes people would come to you and would say, can you please pray for me or ask forgiveness for me, for my sins? And when you tell them, yes, of course, I can pray for you, but you also would have to uh, play a role. Because if it was a general sickness that you were sick, I don't think you'd be expecting me to take your medication for you. And then also there's this concept of um, confession, which we see sometimes people would have to um, go to the church to confess their sins or to confess their sins before a priest in order for them to be forgiven. There's nothing like this in Islam. I have also come across incidents where people go to priests, offer them money for them to fast for them. Even when they, they are going through some situation that they need, to observe fasting and prayers they would want to uh, relinquish their responsibility on the priest the man of god to pray for them while they go about doing their normal business as usual and i believe islam does not entertain this the one who is asking for forgiveness of his sins he himself has a very major role to play let's let's look at um the holy founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, if he has also um, said something to this regard. Yes, uh, the promised Messiah, the yeah. founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Um, he is a reformer uh, that has been sent by God Almighty in this age. And he was, you know, foretold by Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him. That in the latter days, in the you know in the days that we're passing through now, a reformer would come and he would bring uh, people back to the original teachings given by God Almighty. So people that have the teachings in front of them would have forgotten them, and he would, uh, you know, uh, bring them back or bring those teachings back into practice among the people. So the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim Community has elaborated on many um, religious issues, has explained verses of the Holy Quran which were not sometimes understood by many people, many scholars, and he has given an understanding of those verses in the light, uh, in light of today, in light of this day and age. So he has elaborated on the topic of forgiveness as well, as it has been explained in the Holy Quran and uh, in the sayings of Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him. I have selected a few passages, and I will try to do as much as, uh, cover as much as possible in our program today. 
and uh, they shed light, these quotations, these quotations, these passages, they shed light uh, how uh, the concept of uh, forgiveness is understood in Islam and why this concept is there and how we can best utilize it in our favor. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, says, it is obvious that man is very weak by nature and has been charged with hundreds of divine commandments. On account of his weakness, he falls short in carrying out some divine commandments. And sometimes he is overcome by the desires of the self that incite to evil. On account of his weak nature, he deserves that at the time of any slipping, if he should repent and seek forgiveness, God's mercy should save him from being ruined. It is a certainty that if God had been had not been, if God had not been the acceptor of repentance, man would not have been charged with these hundreds of commandments. This proves conclusively that God turns towards man with mercy and is most forgiving. In this passage, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has explained that man, you know, mankind is expected to do so many uh, duties. He has to try and live his life in a certain way. And because of his weak nature, he is not able to do so. And God recognizes our nature better than us. Yeah. So while we are trying to live our life in the best manner possible, most righteous manner possible, there will be shortcomings. And for this reason, God Almighty has created the concept of forgiveness. So we continue to seek forgiveness from Allah the Almighty to cover our faults, to forgive our sins, and to enable us, to strengthen us so that we do not fall into error ever again. So this is one uh, passage which uh, explains that why God Almighty has established a system or concept of forgiveness because man is weak and he is bound to make mistakes, if not now, then another time throughout his life. Then again, in another place, he says, repentance means that a person should discard a vice with the resolve that thereafter even if he is thrown into the fire, he would not commit that vice. When man turns toward God Almighty with such sincerity and firm resolve, then God, who is benevolent and merciful, forgives him that particular sin. It is one of the high divine attributes that God accepts repentance and saves a sinner from ruin. So here again it is mentioned that what kind of resolve a person needs to have when he is seeking forgiveness. It is not, as I mentioned before, it is not a joke to seek forgiveness. That here I commit a sin and then I say, oh, oh Allah, forgive me. No, it means that you, sh you should have that kind of sincerity in your heart, this kind of resolve, commitment in your heart that even if I am thrown into the fire now, I will not return to that sin that I was doing. Allah the Almighty, he sees our hearts. He sees what is inside us. And if he notices that this person, uh, he's not seeking forgiveness with sincerity, with, with, with this firm resolve, then again, then that it, it is possible that the forgiveness might not be granted. So for this reason, again, the prop, uh, promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has said that, yes, 
a person might still falter, might still falter, right? But at the same time, if that resolve is there each time when he's seeking forgiveness and Allah sees that in our heart, then he will forgive us. Then in another place, he says, if man had not the hope of his repentance being accepted, he would not be able to refrain from sinning. That if we, if we didn't think that we could be repented, you know, if we, if we couldn't seek forgiveness, we know that now uh, the sin is upon us and now I am going to be punished for it. It would become impossible for that person to abstain from sinning then. Because he says that I've already become a criminal. I have already become a sinner. And now there is no option for me to be forgiven. Now let me commit as much sins as I can, right? Or it doesn't even matter anymore. So for that, he says, if man had not the hope of his repentance being accepted, he would not be able to refrain from sinning. He says, the Christians also believe in repentance, but on condition that the person who repents should be a Christian. Islam lays down no condition for repentance. The repentance of the followers of every faith can be accepted, leaving out only the sin of denying the book of God that is Holy Quran and his messenger, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. It is impossible. He says it is impossible that a person should attain salvation only through his conduct. It is the benevolence of God that he accepts the repentance of some and bestows by his grace such powers on others that they are safeguarding against sinning. So again, he elaborates here that Islam gives this concept of forgiveness for any person who is willing to seek forgiveness. He does not say, Islam does not say, uh, Prophet uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, does not say, Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, they do not, none of them say that you have to be a Muslim, a believer in the Holy Prophet Muhammad to attain forgiveness. You can attain forgiveness if you are sincere in seeking forgiveness. But if you are reliant on somebody else dying for your sins, or somebody else has died for your sins, therefore you will be forgiven. Absolutely not. With this concept, with this idea, you are losing the opportunity to actually seek forgiveness from Allah the Almighty, from God Almighty. Right? So God Almighty will forgive the sins of any person that comes his way with, with remorse in his heart. Allah the Almighty will forgive that person. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, for the education. And I should also remind our listeners that you are listening to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica uh, with your usual program, educating the general public on issues, matters, and questions that, you know, people always raise about the religion of Islam. And today, we are talking about the concept of forgiveness in Islam. And Imam Tariq Azim, who is president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica, joined us and he is taking us through um if you just joined us as i stated in the beginning you can visit our official facebook page the ahmadiyya muslim jamaat jamaica and this program is going to be there and also some previous and future programs will always be available for you to enjoy but then to give a little bit of space for somebody who might have joined us Right now, Imam Tariq Azim, can you give us a summary of what we have spoken about today? Yes, I will try to. Um, Allah the Almighty, uh, God Almighty, 
we find him to be extremely forgiving. We have been talking about concept of forgiveness in Islam and when we open the Holy Quran, countless times this topic has been mentioned that God Almighty is forgiving. So therefore one should not lose hope. But if we turn to God Almighty with sincerity, we find that Allah the Almighty, God Almighty is forgiving. And I mentioned, I quoted this verse before and I will quote it again. I find it so full of hope and beauty. Allah says, say, O my servants who have committed excesses against their own souls, despair not of the mercy of Allah. Despair not of the mercy of Allah. Surely Allah forgives all sins. Verily, he is most forgiving, merciful. This is chapter 39, verse 54. And such a beautiful message is given in there. Then again, in chapter 7, verse 157, God Almighty says, my mercy encompasses all things. So God Almighty, this is the message God has given throughout the Holy Quran, that if you are sincere, if you are remorseful in your heart for the mistakes you have made, then Allah will forgive you certainly. And uh, this is the you know, teachings that have been elaborated by the founder of Islam, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, and also elaborated by reformer uh, of this age and this age by His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, that if we you know, seek forgiveness with a firm resolve, with a remorse, Allah the Almighty will forgive us. I, I would like to conclude with this uh, a small passage of the, uh, of, of the promised Messiah, the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim community. He says, Allah the exalted refers to forgiveness to it in the verse, whoso does some evil or wrongs his soul in any way and then asks forgiveness of Allah with remorse will find Allah most forgiving, ever merciful. He says, this verse, which is so profound and full of wisdom, means that as stumbling and sinning are, uh, are the characteristics of defective souls, which are manifested by them, there are corresponding to them the eternal attributes of God, which are mercy and forgiveness. And he is inherently forgiving and merciful. His forgiveness is not casual, but is his eternal attribute, which he loves and which he desires to exercise on deserving people. So God Almighty, my, uh, you know, my concluding words, God Almighty is forgiving and merciful. If we, are, if we turn towards God seeking forgiveness with a sincere and a remorseful heart, Allah the Almighty will certainly forgive. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, for being part of today's program. And to our listeners, if you just, I mean, joined us, or if you were even with us from the beginning, today we spoke about the concept of forgiveness in Islam. And Imam Tariq Azim told us that the Holy Quran is full of verses that give us the assurance of God's forgiveness. And he stated that during his search, he came across over 100 of such verses that tell us not to give up, but then always should uh, rely on God's forgiveness because God is always ready to forgive. But then he stated that for God to forgive us, we have to first uh, be sincere in you know asking for the forgiveness 
and also we have to abstain from whatever the thing we committed for which reason we are making that supplication of forgiveness and then also we spoke about seeking forgiveness in general which would also have to do with when you offend your fellow human being that also came through the discussion but then also the underlying condition is to show remorse if for instance you offend your brother or sister first you have to show remorse and after the remorse the holy quran teaches that this condition for forgiveness is going to be based on reformation that is if the person is going to be reformed after being forgiven then of course that person deserves to be forgiven but then if forgiveness is going to urge the person on to commit more sin then that person requires punishment and of course we spoke about the um, bible concept which of course christians would always refer you to that um, when somebody slaps you on the right cheek turn the left cheek for them to you know slap it over but that verse as we read it is continuation from the instruction that was given to the children of israel on eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth so jesus christ may peace be upon him sought to soften their heart so that you know they would not be that aggressive and that is why he gave the teaching of you know turning the cheek for the other one to be slapped also which of course is not applicable we also said that if you look at the word in general the judicial system and the application of you know justice it is in conformity with the islamic teaching islam says for instance if mr a makes mistake or slaps mr b mr b should not immediately respond but then would have to find out from um, the person who slapped him to explain himself and if of course it was by mistake then you can forgive the person but if he says that yes i did it and i can do it again then you show the person how painful it is but even there's a condition the quran goes to say do not exceed the limit to which um, you are going to retaliate and this is what we see in our judicial system that when a person commits a crime or you know a mistake the person is sent to court and is given the privilege to explain themselves as to whether they did it intentionally or for some other motive it is after they have given this view that the judge will now will now decide whether they are to be forgiven for reformation so the whole court system is also based on reformation and i think this is all that time would allow us on today's program until we come away next time with another interesting episode a very big thank you to imam Tariq azim and also to our cherished listeners and as usual from the ahmadiyya muslim community it's love for all and hatred for none assalam alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh
ਦਿਨ ਸੱਲੇ ਅਲਾ ਜਮਾਲੀ ਹੈ 